listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John and Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, everybody? John and Pemby here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast recording here on Tuesday evening for Wednesday's nine-game main slate. Uh, James will be the one on the playbook here for this nice midweek uh, slate of games that we got going on for you all. James, man, how are we doing? Doing okay. I'd be doing better if Russell Westbrook remembered that basketball is a sport where when your team wears a specific color, you pass them the ball and you don't pass the other team. Russ Westbrook has yet to figure that out today. Maybe maybe he will one at some point, but not looking great tonight, John, because if you haven't gathered by now, I played Russell Westbrook and he's having a quite like, a pretty bad game. So, yeah, I've had, we've had better days, John. We've had better days. Certainly did have better days, as did 50% of the field who played <laughs> Stephen Mahalu and his eight fantasy points. Uh, a tough one there. But anyways, we look forward to Wednesday's slate of games here. Just doing a quick peek. It looks like we have just one team on a back-to-back. <laughs> uh, Sacramento? Just one team on a back-to-back. It looks like Sacramento. We got a couple of totals that I'm looking at. I got Minnesota-Washington at two 216 and a half with the Wizards as a three-point home favorite. I have Charlotte into Milwaukee. Bucks an eight-point favorite with a James a two thirty game total. It's been a while since I feel like we've seen yeah. it in the two thirties. We have Houston OKC. They're running it back in this one. Uh, two thirteen and a half. Thunder three-point favorites there, and that's what we have for totals at the moment that I am seeing. You may see more. Sometimes that does happen when you're looking at a different spot than I am, but that's what I got. We got a also kind of a large gap. Eight p.m. And then the late night hammer doesn't kick off till 10:30, so two and a half hours. Basically, all the games will be over by the time the Kings Clippers are heading into halftime. Yeah, that's a yeah, and that's a fun game too. Then interesting that you said Minnesota Washington 216 and a half. DK Sportsbook has it at 214, so pretty big discrepancy there. And then Charlotte Milwaukee 228 and a half on DK Sportsbook. Definitely some interesting discrepancies. Obviously, either way you look at Charlotte-Milwaukee, it's juicy because you get Giannis against whoever they decide to use. I know Plumlee's already out. They started Nick Richards and played him like five minutes. Good luck to the Charlotte Hornets. I can tell you right now, John, haven't looked at the price of Giannis yet. He's probably, he's gonna, he's my favorite play. I don't even, I don't I haven't looked at, this is our first look. I haven't looked at anything else. Giannis is my favorite play. Bold, I know, but he's up against Charlotte. So, uh, yeah, that's how I'm going to start off this pod. It's just lock and load Giannis. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening in. We're playing Giannis, and uh, you guys can figure out the rest of the value on your own, and we'll we'll go from there. Good pod, John. Good one. Best one of the year. We put a lot of work into this. I'll I'll refrain from putting Giannis on the cover to spare everybody else. True. This is becoming a problem. It's, It's really becoming a problem. Becoming a problem. We have After a Fred Van Vliet's disaster today. No more Madden curse. It's the it's the DFS alarm, fantasy alarm, DFS, NBA DFS podcast curse. No more Madden curse. We stole the curse. That's why I'm just gonna the... put like a Chipotle logo on the cover moving forward, and we'll see if that. Whoa, changes. Whoa, whoa. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you're no, because I can't have Chipotle curse. Put like modes. What if you were like a Chipotle addict though? Could I? Could we? Could we curse you? I mean, that would be—is that copyright? Because there's already a Chipotle addict. 
<laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Anyways, enough, <laughs> enough jibber-jabber here. Let's get into... Uh, we're talking too many inside jokes here for the listening audience. Let's go, let's go into the slate. At the top of point guard, James, I got DraftKings open. You got, uh, you got Yahoo or FanDuel open for me here? Yeah, I'll pull up FanDuel. All righty, perfect. We got Luca on the road against the Pellies here. We got at $11,600 on DraftKings. He's coming off a 60-point fantasy outing against... We have Luke Lamello at 10-4 against Milwaukee. Trey Young, $9,800. And even De'Aaron Fox, a little price bump here, $8,800 uh, is your sort of top four point guard. Ben, Dallas left Luka on the floor just to get that triple-double, huh? Because they were getting smoked that whole game. Luka's been really good, so if you want to go there, that's fine. The Pelicans are bottom five. If you think LaMelo continues this torrid stretch of games, three of the last five, he's gone over... Actually... Let me backtrack. Five of the last seven, he's given us 50-plus on DraftKings. You could definitely play him. Trey Young has been pretty awesome, too. Eastern Conference Player of the Week award. They're extremely banged up. Everyone's seemingly hurt in Atlanta. Four straight games of 30-plus. So uh, this is probably the first time all year that, like, Trey at 9,800, I'm okay with. He's also only 9,400 on Fandle, which I like quite a bit. That is a good number, actually. That is a pretty good number there. Going into the mid-tier, Cole Anthony is back and active. $7,900 against... I mean, they didn't really... It's kind of funny. We joke all the time when guys get hurt. Sometimes these slates forget about people, and they just kind of will drop their price. So they didn't do that with Cole. He's, uh, <laughs> he's still at the top of his price point here. I, I mean, I don't know. We all thought they were going to get blown out by Orlando. I mean, by Philly the other day, and they kept that one somewhat competitive, and now they're... I guess in theory, getting their best shooter back. I'm excited to bet his over one and a half three points because I'm going to. So you have him at 79. You got Brogdon against Atlanta at 77. You got Kyle Lowry going up against Cleveland at $7,600. And that's a weight on the status here of buckets. And I think Hero is probable. I he saw a report is... today that said he's probable. Uh, what's our but Butler is questionable. So... So hero, probable, Butler questionable. Hero, probable, Butler questionable. Darius Garland got a price drop here, um, 74. Uh, he was 77, 76, 75, the last three. I know it's Miami, but Garland's in pretty strong in that mid-tier there. And then KPJ coming off the triple-double against OKC. He's at 74 as well. Big price bump for him. Yeah, Warranted price bump, though, because look at the two games that he's played without Jalen Green. He goes 23-12-8, and 11-11-10, 54-49 fantasy points without Jalen Green, and there's still no Jalen Green. It's the same matchup. I'd like to think he's going to shoot better than four. Look, he's been bad shooting. He's shooting 36% on the year, but even 23% is bad for him. So if he shoots a little better in that game, he goes way over 50 again. So I like Porter a little more than Garland. I think Garland is definitely the contrarian of the two. And you mentioned Lowry. Fine. Obviously, we'd like him more if Butler was out. Uh, tough matchup, truthfully. I, I think Cleveland's been pretty good defensively. Um, probably not playing... Um, probably not going to play Cole Anthony his first game back, and you could play him in a tournament if you'd like. I, I don't think I'm going to go there, though. Yeah, that's fine. 
Um, going a little bit down a little bit further here. Again, Maxi keeps producing. Now the shooting hasn't been, but he's filling up the, the stat sheet back-to-back games with nine assists. He's giving you a block in three straight, giving you a little bit of rebounding. So even though Embiid and Tobias and all of them are back, 35 fantasy points and 7K is 5X. Does get a matchup of, against Boston, who has been a pretty strong defensive team. So maybe that's uh, something you're holding you back there, but it is a good spot for him given the recent performances. On. And then after that, again, it kind of drops off for me a lot. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else for you in this mid-tier that jumps out to you. Um, Reggie Jackson's okay at 6K. It gets Sacramento. I think it's a good matchup. Good pace-up spot. Sacramento bottom 10 in defensive rating. So let you me know. ask you Let me ask you this real quick, and I apologize for cutting you off there, but it was I just remembered, but I was scrolling down, that Jalen Suggs is out. Does that impact Jalen your Cole Anthony thoughts at all? Because remember, he so. jumps up nicely there. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I guess so. As long I, I don't think there would be any limitations, right? He missed. He's only missed like a week. He's missed 10 days, essentially, because December 1st will be his return. So let me pull up. So without Jalen Suggs is here, Cole Anthony has a 28.6% usage, leads the team, and averages 1.25 fantasy points per minute, also leads the team. So pretty significant numbers. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I mean, it's probably a contrarian play at that price, right? You know, yeah, absolutely. Playing a, playing a three max, playing a 20 max, you get him in a line or two. And uh, at that price, we've seen him go for like 60 this year. So, and they play him. We talk about this all the time about it doesn't matter if they're down 30, they play their <laughs> men. So, um, and, and add a bonus for you there. I don't really have much else though. Again, this position to me isn't overly appealing. I don't know if, if there's Anybody else for you that would stick out? I mean, like, if Butler's out, do we think that Vincent benefits again here? Or I think it's Struss and and I think it's Martin. Okay. I think those are going to be the two guys. Let's see. Point guard. So I don't know if you saw Indiana. It went started. Yeah, yeah, started McConnell, and now Justin Holiday, who's been starting, has been ruled out for like four or five days or four or five games because of health and safety protocols. Mm-hmm. So I guess if they were to start McConnell again, uh, is Miles, do we know status of Miles Turner is questionable? So like we you can don't potentially think they would go Duarte here. I think they could in theory, but what if they're without Turner and holiday holiday? Right. So I think there's multiple ways they can go because you could play Karras at either spot, either wing spot. And you can play Brogdon off the ball. He's done it before. He did it in Milwaukee. So I think there's, if we get McConnell 4,400 starting, I don't hate that. But because I think the rest of the position is pretty trash. It really is pretty trash. All right, go to shooting guard. How do you feel at the top of the shooting guard position? Top of the shooting guard position. It's nice to see Bradley Beal's price decreasing because he's not really doing it. I guess that's like where my consideration for Bradley Beal stops. I guess the question, John, becomes Jalen Brown questionable, Anthony Edwards questionable. So there are two situations that just stick out like a sore thumb. If there's no Anthony Edwards, immediate pivot to D'Angelo Russell, and I get it that he's super expensive, but he did it again. Went for 50 again, and now you're taking out one of the highest usage players like not only on his team, but in the NBA, in Anthony Edwards, like if he were to potentially be out. And then same for Boston, like super high usage player, Jalen Brown off the floor. Uh, you have to look at Schroeder uh, and you have to look at Marcus Smart. So I think definitely a lot of intrigue to what happens at the top. 
don't think I'd play Jalen Brown at 9,100 because uh, even if his limit is like raised, what is he going to play? 30 minutes and he's 9,100. No thanks. And then I will say this is kind of a big game for them against Philly. It's kind of a rivalry game. It is a big game, but like, do you want to pay 9,100 for Jalen Brown? Not really. I like if I'm getting my exposure, 7,800 on Fandle. That's where I would get my exposure to Jalen Brown. And then Edwards, I think is is probably a little too expensive for my blood too. And then Russell, I'm not going to play 8,400 if Edwards plays, but I would definitely have a lot of interest if Edwards sat. Okay, go going into the mid tier here. Brandon Ingram is a shooting guard only. Yeah, I just uh, I don't, I don't. is that a? Do they like forget to type it in? Is that like something? Is it? Can we get some staff in, in here? We, is there a conference call we can get on to? I I don't I don't know I don't know it doesn't. But he's it really feels good. Unrealistic, but like maybe he is. Like it's a really good price tag, by the way. He's playing sixty uh, percent of his time, according to Basketball Reference, at small forward. Yeah. Thirty six at shooting guard, though. It's career high. Interesting. That is interesting. I Chris Middleton here a little bit. That's interesting. I know like he hasn't popped quite yet. No ceiling so far, right? Or right. Has been a ceiling. But I feel like the shot could is bound to start dropping a little <laughs> bit more consistently from the outside. Because yeah. he's giving you steals, rebounds, assists. He's just missing the scoring, right? right? As we talked, this is a 230 game total. And over the last three games, opponents are shooting 42% from three against Charlotte. So, like, maybe that's in play here a bit. He's an outside shooter. Three ball isn't really dropping for him as much. The point totals for him have been down, but 5.2 rebounds, 4.8 assists, one and a half steals per game. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be stacking this one because they see 230 and think high scoring because it is. They can go to Middleton here, but I kind of like it as a maybe a, a pivot play. Yeah, I don't hate it. Especially if you're going to, like, stack this game. Like, if you think that this game is going to pop and you think it's going to hit 230, I mean, you want as much exposure to it as you can get. Like, I'm not saying you play six guys, but I'm saying if you have, like, Giannis Middleton, Rozier, Giannis Middleton, P.J. Washington, or something like that, like, I think that's a super viable little stack there. Speaking of Terry Rozier, his last five games, 48-53, 28-48-44, can you guess which game I played? It was the Minnesota game. You're right, James. It is the Minnesota game where he went for 28 fantasy points, surrounded by those monster performances. I don't necessarily know if he's going to go off here again against Milwaukee. Generally a strong defensive team. And again, this year, allowing just 31% from three, that is the third best defense from the perimeter on the season. And Terry Rozier loves shooting. So maybe not the spot for him, but I just wanted to point out how he killed me in that game <laughs> against... And you know what, James? Maybe that's my own fault, because as I look over the numbers, Milwaukee has the third best defense against perimeter shooting. Minnesota, number two, 31.5% allowing opponents. Maybe had I done a little bit more research that day and not just plugged in T-Rose, we would have come to that knowledge. So him, probably a fade for me. Not where I'm looking to go. Giddy's too expensive with SGA back. Healed on a back-to-back. Dork got a price bump after a bad game. (laughs) That's kind of unfortunate. Awesome. Uh, interesting. Uh, could we go to Tim Hardaway? Could we go to Tim Hardaway? I guess. He plays a whole bunch of minutes. That, that Cleveland game being the anomaly because they got blown out. I think 
I prefer, truthfully, I think Harris Levert would be in play for me here. The minutes are back on the rise. The shot attempts have been there. 13-plus shot attempts in four straight games. 27-plus minutes in four straight games. Just didn't make anything, and it's Atlanta. It's a great it's a great environment. No Justin Holiday, I think, helps. I think possibly no Miles Turner could help. Yeah, I think Harris Levert's finding his, kind of finding his footing. Yeah. After all the, the health stuff went on with him the last couple of years and Rick Carlisle finally letting him go, I, I think I would lean Levert over Hardaway and then Ubre in tournaments probably. Yeah. Uh, because he continues to be just nails. No Bogdan, Bogdan, uh, quarter. Yes. 38 minutes, 4,400. Hasn't done anything in two games, but that kind of minute and, and at that price, we kind of have to give him a look. Yeah, I think, and it's interesting, like Bogdan's out. Uh, we know DeAndre Hunter's out. Cam Reddish potentially out. Yeah. He's a game-time decision with the wrist. And it was apparently, like, not good. So if he doesn't play, he's likely playing 38 again here. I think Atlanta is actually a really good team to use tomorrow. Like, yeah. all across the board. Like, Porter should not be priced where he's priced. I agree. Like, Garrison Matthews, again, on DraftKings, you can <laughs> use him. I mean, yep. Yep. that was another 25 fantasy points for him. Three straight games with at least pretty much 25 so run him out there at 43 for sure Duarte if he starts at 4k I think will be one of the more popular options on the board up against Atlanta and maybe if Brown is out Jay yeah. Richard 39 yeah I was looking at him too I think I think I think that's pretty viable he's been playing um, minutes because Jalen Brown's been limited so, I, so if he's uh, out he's definitely going to observe some time I mean I think all three Boston shooting guards that have been playing minutes if Brown's out are in play Yep, and as yeah. you mentioned, Caleb Martin, if if he starts again for Jamie Butler, he played a bunch of minutes and it's productive. 3,700 there, so. Would you chase a Gary Harris revenge game? Three of the last four games, over 20. Yeah, he probably, so like, they're getting rid of, like, Suggs goes out, Anthony is in. Ross hasn't really been playing a bunch. So. Ross isn't really playing a lot, so probably, yeah, I think it's fine. I think it is. I don't think it's as much of, like, a revenge because he loved being in Denver. But I think, and it's in, and this is in Orlando, but, like, I think it's more just, like, him being, having, like, a solid role. Like, I think Harris is fine. Terrence Davis, if the same Sacramento guys are out, would probably be back in play. Started again, had a good first half tonight. So, yeah, I think I like both those guys. And might I interest you, John, Oklahoma City's first-round pick, other than Josh Giddy this year, or was it last year? Trey Mann this year, sorry. Yeah. 30 minutes. And I know, like, it came at the expense of Lou Dorton in a blowout. Look at the minutes, steady increase, 11, 17, 30 the last three games. I clicked on uh, Terrence Mann, and I was like, what are we talking about here? But Trey Mann, correct. Yes. Trey Mann. Because Terrence Mann has been playing well lately as well. So is there a relation to that? Do I you? do not think there's relation there, but... Okay. We can do a quick Google. We have the, uh, yeah, we have the the interwebs. I do not think so. Okay. No problem. It's just another disappointment when the Bogdan, Bogdanoviches weren't really. <laughs> sure. Uh, small forward here. I mean, PG 10-2 against the the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, it's a good spot. It's a it good is a good spot. spot. It's just, he just hasn't been good. Yeah. It's not that he's not been good. Well, from a fantasy perspective, he's been bad. Yeah. Right. 10-3 and get 37 fantasy points. No, you can't. From a guy who scored 27 actual. Now, yeah. now, like, the thing is, like, I think if you don't want to play PG and still get exposure to the Clippers, 
there's about to be two positions that we talk about full of value. And it's yeah, the I next imagine Marcus positions. Morris does play this game, right? Right, and he's one of the names I'm talking about. And our uh, there was a return of some guy who played 26 minutes the other night, John. Yes, My favorite beverages. I've heard this before. I I feel like I still don't know what this is. This surge. It's like an amped up Mountain Dew. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds like okay, okay. Maybe I did see that in like the in like a deli somewhere in New York deli somewhere along the way, but. Yeah, if you don't want to go, like, if you want exposure against the Kings, because, well, let's face it, you want exposure against the Kings, I think there's better value on this Clippers team. You can go Paul George. Can. Do you want to know what his FanDuel price is, John? If you had to guess before before we move on, what, what his FanDuel price is, what would you say? $97. $8,600. That is a, that's something. That's a good price tag. And I know, again, has, I get it. John gets it. We understand. This is also a guy who has an eight-steal game on his ledger this year. He has a lot of multi-steal games on his ledger this year. And he's also averaging seven rebounds, five assists, which he hasn't done in three straight games in either of those categories. So I think we could be looking at a boom game here for for PG. And 8,600 seems like a, a little too cheap for the ceiling that he has. Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with you on that one. I'm trying to get some quick data here. I'm trying to pull up a little bit of DVP. So I know in the past this had been the case, but let me let me do this quick here if I can. It's taking me forever. Maybe you can help me out because my computer, as I said, is moving so slowly. What is uh, Minnesota against small forwards this year? What, what do we got for our number on? Let us look. I, I thought in the past they weren't very good. Are they better now? Looks like they're in the middle of the road. You have them as the middle of the road. I guess technically Kuzma's a power forward, right? He just happens to have Yeah, they're yeah, they're 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 starting KCP at small forward. Yeah. So I guess right, Kuzma's more of a power forward. But you know, one of one of the reasons we tend to like I feel like one of the reasons we used to like Hayward against Minnesota was just in general that Minnesota's bad against small forwards. But especially I see Minnesota Edwards. I see Minnesota as the tenth wait, we're looking for Minnesota, right? The tenth best matchup for small opposing small forwards. Right. Okay. And if Anthony Edwards is out like that, maybe that gets even a little bit better for that position. Right. Yeah. Torian uh, Prince. Easily probably starts. Yeah. For sure. If, yeah. if Edwards is out. So just something I wanted to throw out there in case we're onto something there. So just wanted to mention it. What do we do with the, the Wagner train? 43 fantasy points against Philadelphia. 11 of 24 shooting. He's going to go up against Barton or Jeff Green or somebody in this matchup here against Denver. Do we like any of Orlando? And like you said, they sort of just play anyways. He played 30 minutes in the blowout loss against uh, Chicago. Any thoughts here on Franz Wagner at 55 now? Yeah, sure. Look, I'm going to play Franz Wagner as long as he's not playing Milwaukee. Because it's been great outside of games against Milwaukee where they're just like, ah, you know what? You're overmatched. You have, you're not going to be able to guard Giannis. We'll just take you off the floor and get him next year. So, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think 5,500 is obviously more expensive than he's been, but even at 5,500, he would get 5x or better in the last four games. So, true. Yeah, sure. Tate against OKC, we can run back to. He just continues to be a strong option there. I'm trying to think. Anybody else, I guess, stick out to you as we go down the list? KC, I mean, we talked talk about it. Yeah, KCP again fits that bill if we, if we believe in the Minnesota, especially if Ann Edwards sits. Uh, they have, like I said, they have been good against three pointers, but Anthony Edwards is a very athletic person so like that could have a lot to do with the mm-hmm. defense there if he is out so 
Um, a lot of these guys, like we said, kind of talked about because they do have dual position eligibility. Would you go back to Terrence Davis if everybody's out? He's actually having a really good game tonight. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, I think Terrence Davis is fine. Uh, probably tournaments only. Uh, maybe all formats. Maybe he's fine all formats if he's starting. If he's starting again, we could maybe consider it. I definitely like him more as a tournament play. That's it for me, though. No one else is bad. That's not mm-hmm. Agreed. Power forward, you mentioned. Sorry, 12-1 as a power forward here. So, yeah. Yep. If Turner sits Sabonis back up to 90, if you had $1,000, but he went for 16, 25, and 10 against Minnesota. If Miles Turner sits out, I think we got to ride back with Sabonis here. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So Porzingis may not play. Do we miss Brunson? Brunson's still priced up. He is cheap. No, he is not. He He is $5,000. Oh, yeah. That's all right. He was 7,500 like the other day. Brunson is a lock and low if. Porzingis sits. Lock and load. 100% 5K if he ends up sitting out there. So let's see. You got Toby against Boston. Probably a little bit of a tough matchup. Don't like Bridges. Don't like Horford. Bobby Poe against against Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Look, John, don't even ask it. Don't even ask it. It is without fail. Like, it is the spot this year. Everyone was healthy for Chicago the other day. Yeah. Vucevic had not been great. Coming off COVID, 30 actual goes nuclear it just doesn't matter this year it's just charlotte is the center spot to pick on there they are now brooklyn they are the brooklyn of a few years ago that we picked on every slate that is charlotte yes to bobby portis yes to Giannis. yes to any big man do you know who's making their debut tomorrow john demarcus cousins i saw that does that demarcus cousins to the moon no i don't think so i i I can't imagine cousins is playing more than Five minutes, if he even gets on the floor. He's True. There's nothing even cemented that he's going to play. I just, worth bringing up. But yeah, I definitely like Portis here. Also, I, I don't know if you mentioned John Collins, but I think John is very hard to ignore considering he played 40 minutes and considering all the injuries that it lands. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Going down the list here a little bit more, Josh Hart's always a guy we like. Would you play Jeff Green? He's been pretty good. Yeah, last but, game okay, but like you know, be, he, Jokic, that's the that. problem. Jokic returns and he's sure he. I think like Hart is a good one. PJ Washington for me, even though he didn't yeah, start. They didn't start. Or, they started Nick Richards for a four. Yeah, it's fine. Like it's like that's like the when Golden State was starting Javale McGee and they were starting Zaza Pachulia. They just like their guys coming off the bench, and if they like PJ coming off the bench, so be it. I'll play PJ Washington coming off the bench, but then. It's like I like Marcus Morris quite a bit at forty four hundred dollars. Yeah. If if Vanderbilt is out, would you consider Nas Reed? He played thirty four hundred dollars, twenty three and twenty one minutes the last two games. Yeah, and McDaniel, they're both questionable. Right. So I think And if Edwards misses time, like Yeah, there's a lot going for the Minnesota front court members that aren't named Carl Anthony Towns if all these guys sit. Yeah. And then of course Sacramento, if everybody's out, you can go back to Met too. Yeah, Metu, and I, I want to give some love to Herbert Jones as well, who okay. goes up against Dallas. 34 minutes, he's now top 30 minutes in four or five games. He's top 20 fantasy points in three or four, and he's 3,800. So I think Herbert Jones, they love his defense, so he's going to continue to play big minutes. Starting right now, they replaced – they took NAW out of the starting lineup for him. So Yeah, interesting. 
All right, center spot. Jokic is 11-8 against Orlando. And beat against Boston at 10-7 is it's kind of interesting there. Always has a lot of success against him. Towns still under 10K. Maybe if, Town, if there's no Ant Edwards, Towns against Washington is a super appealing. He's already a great... You went for 30 the other day, actual. 32 actual, but only 41 fantasy points. <laughs> stupid. But you need blocks and steals from your centers. If he doesn't get it, that's what you get. But I think you can certainly take a look at that matchup. I don't know if Joe Val is going to hit seven threes again, but he does have a Dallas matchup. So, yeah, they're probably like right behind Charlotte, right? As like the best spot to attack centers. Just circling back to Towns. Charlotte is number one. Dallas is number two. Kings are number three. Memphis is number four. None of that surprises me. Memphis, I guess, because Stephen Adams, but they also don't play Stephen Adams a lot anymore. Towns, 32 and a half. Percent usage, 1.3 fantasy points a minute without Ann Edwards this year. So the numbers definitely back that play up. Christian Should. Wood went for 24 and 21. Yeah, okay. yeah he's good. He's back in, back in this matchup. Fantasy point games. In this same matchup. John, do you know? Okay, remember I said I, I like that I wanted El Perrin Sengen to start next to him, yeah. not Tice. Have you noticed what the difference has been? It hasn't been Sengen. It has been that the Rockets have removed Tice from their rotation. Is he not playing anymore? Has not seen a minute in two straight games. Healthy scratch. Just not playing. And Christian Wood is now going nuclear. Right. Because they have a guy that's spacing the floor for him and not... Yep. Space the floor. Kenyon Martin Jr. can space the floor. They're playing Jay Sean Tate at power forward. He can space... It's just not Tice. So I'm going right back to the well of Christian Wood. I know he's 8,900 and that's not like the best price tag 86 on FanDuel but like if he's going to go for if there's 60 point upside I mean it's super hard to ignore again not exactly the the best matchups but I mean Capella lately 46 yep. 56 54 yeah 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 <laughs> it's, we just and we've said what about Atlanta they're not healthy so they're just like relying on their guys they're also winning a whole bunch of games I know they lost the Knicks uh, I think they're like seven and one in their last eight games and Direct correlation to, like, their guys just all playing a whole bunch of minutes. That is true. Jared Allen, Mr. 40-plus. I know, again, it's a tough spot, but, like... Gafford's 48, three straight 30-plus games. Yeah, Gafford's a good one. Gafford's definitely a good one. And you mentioned... What did Willie play 15 minutes? Because, I mean, he went... I mean, we saw him. They started Moses Brown. No, I'm talking about Willie Hernan Gomez. Oh, Hernan Go. Okay. I mean, the value center is Serge Ibaka. Yeah, Serge Ibaka. What would happen? Let me ask. What would happen if Zingers they start Kleba at the four and then Moses Brown at the five and then like what's the rotation there? They could, but I think based if you look at like the Pelicans because they're they're starting Herbert Jones, I think what Dallas could do is they're gonna go Luca Brunson Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith, and then. If they want to start Moses Brown again, they start Moses Brown, or if they want to start Kleba. So I think they'd go small because I think Herbert Jones is like how tall? He's six seven. That's their power forward right now. So I don't. Th- I think Dallas would match size with size. Okay. And start. So we can't play Moses Brown because he's only played ten minutes. But I, I guess you could play Kleba, right? If Porzingis doesn't play, you could probably play Kleba. Yeah, probably play Kleba. But you mentioned Ibaka is 3,500. He played 25 minutes. RIP to Avika Zubak. RIP to, to the days that we could play him because 
Now the surge is back. That's not going to happen anymore. Yep, I agree with you there. So that's it, though. Any final, any final words of wisdom for the uh, folks listening at home that will be listening to this prior to uh, a lot earlier than the two hours I gave them today? Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I just want to preach the process. I, I said it the other day. I don't know who I said it to. I think I said it on our Dan Malin on the two minute drill. Sometimes it's frustrating. This game, fantasy sports in general can be frustrating. And I think processes and processes can change when you're following the numbers and numbers suggest that you're doing everything right. And the plays just don't work out. So be it. Don't do a 180 that from that day to the next day, because just because the, the plays didn't work out. If you follow the process, everything will work out in the end. Amen to that. Amen to that. So that wraps up our podcast for Wednesday's slate. James will be on the playbook. Your man doing all. Be sure to get us in Discord and on Twitter and follow the content throughout the day. We will, of course, be updating everything as news breaks. Uh, for now, we will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later. We will catch you guys later.